that's always a, a good thing. Um, talked about it a lot so far, but it's flexibility. Um, how can we have flexibility not only this year, but also down the road? Um, we we want to make sound decisions in free agency for the same reason. Uh, so we don't get in a situation where we got to do crazy things just to get by and be restricted, you know, that way. So how can we keep this thing open for a long time, keep adding players? And then there might be a, a time where, you know, this feels right. Let's just, boom, we'll just go all in on it. And But there are repercussions. We've seen teams across the league do it. Um, there's a there's a period of time where you're going to have to roll the back and, and get it right. You do have to pay, you know, your credit card bill at some time. So um, we're in a good situation. We'll try to stay flexible. That's Ryan Poles with CHGO with uh, our guys Adam Hogue and Mark Carmen who are there in Indianapolis. Good stuff. Um, they are not in that position yet. CHGO? <laughs> no, well, they'll they'll be in that position eventually. No, of paying their credit card bill. But no, of uh, he's talking about. Is that a shot? I didn't mean it to be. It kind of was. Uh, they. <laughs> What I'm saying Man, is that Ryan... There are strays getting fired all <laughs> over the studio today. Ryan Poles <laughs> is being very smart there. What Obviously, we've talked about this. They aren't in a position to trade for T. Higgins. They could afford it, but you want to give up draft capital and cap space no. to go get one player who no, isn't a quarterback? You don't. And that's, and, a- and that's why I understand the hesitancy of you and other textures to trade for DeForest Buckner instead of trading for a player in his prime to help you right now. Trade for draft capital as you build and build and build. And grow together and have cheaper players yes. and keep your cap space for as long as possible. I get right? it. So what he's saying there, like, eventually we might be in a position to chips in the middle of the table, go all in, you know. That's what Philly did for A.J. Brown. It's mm-hmm. like the best, most recent example that, that you can give. But there are plenty of them. The Rams did it for Matt Stafford. Rams did it for Jalen Ramsey. Rams did it for Jalen Ramsey. Rams did it for uh, for uh, Von Miller. Yeah. They, Rams did it for a lot of people. Yes. They, they are doing it in a unique way, but also. And then they fell apart completely this year. And it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And their coach considered retiring. Yep. Aaron Donald considered retiring. And everybody and Von Miller was gone. And, and they don't have their first round draft pick. And they're ex- widely expected to trade Jalen Ramsey. But they got a ring. Yeah. So, you know. It was worth it, and their coach didn't quit. And if Stafford comes back from the injury, they and they've got a top three NFC quarterback for the next couple of years. It probably was. It, it was definitely all worth it. They got a ring. Yeah, as long as Aaron Donald doesn't retire. Yeah, and, and he's going to retire eventually. And you draft perfectly. Yeah, but they. So yeah, they're the extreme on the other end. But the Bears, I think how Poles positioned himself today it was just interesting to kind of hear him have confidence, share some stuff. Keep all the doors open and realize, man, at the at the very end of his press conference today, yeah. he was he was smiling. Dude. And he he was like, You kind of can't sleep at night because you're so excited thinking of all of the possibilities of, of uh-huh. what can happen. That he knows that the world is his oyster. He runs this town. He he everyone wants to talk to Ryan Poles in Indianapolis and not just us and CHGO. Yeah, like no. all the GMs. <laughs> Like honestly, like yeah. he gets talked about from everybody. He he is in such a good they're, spot. They're running the off season. Yes. Off season's going through Ryan Poles in Chicago. Yes, he's literally. We're having conversations about how would you best like to map out these moments in your off season calendar, since you are in charge of how you map those out. That level of control is is outrageous. And what it's gonna what it's gonna lead to is it it'll be fascinating to see 
how patient is he? Because it's not considered a great free agent class. And if he trades and doesn't add it to Forrest Buckner, type player, uh-huh. and does all of the trade downs for draft capital, and maybe does trade down multiple times or trades down further than I would want him to do because he loves Skaronsky or Miles Murphy or Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson or Quinton Johnson, and he wants to get the receiver and he feels like he could trade down to nine or 12 or, you know, like really go crazy and come out with multiple first round picks for next year. It's possible that we look at this and we're like, oh my God, the biggest offseason in Bears history, what everybody said this offseason was. Is actually going to be next year because he's going to save all that money because he's going to roll over a lot of it, sixty million in cap space, and have two or three first round picks. You know what I mean? Next year, like well, that's th- that's in play. Well, think about it. As we have talked about the many different ways that you can build a team and how it depends on the quarterback contract. We've got the Eagles with you know Jalen Hurts on the rookie deal, and yeah. then we had the Chiefs. With Mahomes, we had the Chiefs winning twice. That was the conversation. Albert Breer had tweeted the numbers, and we had that good conversation about how the Chiefs had to build one way with young Mahomes on the rookie deal and another way with, you know... Mahomes on the expensive deal. Right. So if he's thinking about that scenario, it makes sense to hold on to as much cap space as possible as you're building, you know? Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is that the balancing act there, though is that Mahomes already had Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Not to mention a much better offensive line, right? He had Mitchell Schwartz, who was an all-pro right tackle. He had Eric Fisher, who was the first overall pick at left tackle. Like He came into a ready-made NFL offense that had won 11 games. At some point, you've got to support Justin Fields with assets so that he can take that step forward. It can't just be all on... Justin Fields and his mechanics and his understanding of the NFL. At right. some point, you need to give him a left tackle and a receiver that separates. Yeah, and you, you don't know, need all that stuff so you can get the most out of him. So that you can get the most out of him so For that sure. you can make a true evaluation of that position. If Fields had answered every single question this year as a passer, then I'd be a little bit more comfortable slow playing it because it's like, oh, well, for sure. He's your guy for a decade. He isn't for sure your guy for a decade. So I do think you need to invest a little bit in him this year to give him a fair shake. Well, yeah, I think that makes sense. Look, my biggest takeaway from polls today was that he did a great job comfortably keeping every option open and letting that drama build even while he gave us a little something about desiring to trade, they're still going to meet with all the quarterbacks. They're still going to do their due diligence. He's going to learn stuff from the quarterbacks that's going to help inform him in trade conversations or inform him in future years as he goes against these guys or see what kind of stuff he can learn from them about scheme that maybe he and Luke Getze can bring to Justin Fields. But yesterday, our lead was what a wonderful moment this is in the news cycle for the Bears on yeah. day one of the combine. And here we are in day two, and I thought he did a great job of letting it continue the way it needs to. He, he, he was great. Uh, there has been breaking news for the Bulls. They wave Goran Dragic. Uh, wow. They have a roster spot open, according to Bobby Marks. They are now $1.2 million below the tax. Dragic can be claimed by any of the 29 teams in the league. The claiming team would take on a $1.8 million Man. cap hit. So He'll get claimed. He'll get claimed by someone and be a bench 
backup point guard for somebody's playoff push. Yeah, and uh, I guess now that Pat Beverly is here and all of their problems are solved, they no longer need Goran Dragic. You know, I don't think it's that the problems are solved. It's that the minutes are not going to go to Goran. They're going to Beverly, and they still want to give Io and Kobe White some minutes. I will say that Goran Dragic gave us the best summation of how this mess was playing together when he said, we're not playing for each other. It's simple as that. It was after the Minnesota game when they all went after Zach. That's, I've thought of that quote many, many times as I've seen them in chaos before the Pat Beverly. Era. Ryan Poles weighed in on offensive line, where they're at, what they can be, and you'll hear from Kyle Long in this as well, uh, the next edition of Poles Position next on The Score.